Very nice. A shirt today. Very nice of them. And a necklace. And a purse, which I will never use, but it was very thoughtful. It's extremely thoughtful. <laughs> you served in New Zealand. Yeah. Everyone's in New Zealand. How does it compare to Old Zealand? Mm. You know what? Not the same. Really? All over the country or specific areas? All over the country. So, Filipinos are everywhere. Interesting. Everywhere. There are lots of Indians in Christchurch and in uh, Napier. Indians? Indians, like... Like Native American? Oh. Feather. I'm being colonial, guys. Sorry. Like, from India. There's a lot of people from India in Fiji. Oh, yeah. And in the Philippines. In the Philippines, yeah. yeah. Indians were great food. Yeah. They were so friendly. I'm a big fan. But, here, have, um, have our food, sister. And we're like, teach them to come salvation. And they're like, yes, of course, we believe this as well. And then you do it again. And we're like, no, no, we just do it the once. <laughs> you do it twice. So they believe in reincarnation, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. They were, fa- they were like the best people ever. So friendly. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's get the show started, guys. So, Jeff, you said you were a race car driver. Yes. For what? Well, for the- not like a professional race car driver. I did a little bit for my mission. Where? In Portland. So... What part of wait, you're from Portland? Yeah. I'm from Portland. Like Portland, Portland? Like Portland, Portland. Like St. John's Bridge. Okay. I'm actually not from Portland. I'm from Beaverton. Oh sorry. West Hills. But no one really knows Beaverton, Nike. so I just say Portland. Mm. Yeah. What's the track called? Portland International Raceway. That's cool. P I R. So we have International Raceway. Um, stuff I've done there. I've done track days, which aren't really races, but I've done autocross there. And what is that? Autocross is a, you call it like a time trial. So there's a course, and you go one at a time, and you try and beat your time. Any obstacles? Uh, okay. Oil spills? Or, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, kind of like Mario Kart. You get shells out there. Show, throw things at each other. So obstacles, you'll get like slaloms, you'll get hairpin turns, you'll get really wide turns. Mm-hmm. What's a slalom? A slalom. It would be like a line of cones, and you go like, you weave. Oh, that's weaving cool. through them. Yeah. You ever watch the Olympics? Winter Olympics? Slalom. Skiers, like, go down. Mm. You slaloms. You get, like, hard right turns, like, 90 degree turns. You get the 180, the, the hairpin turns. What kind of cars were you driving? The first time I ever did it, I rented a Cadillac ATS. So. I don't know anything about cars. I'm just asking because people were wondering. Not so much that it was a Cadillac, more the fact that I used a rental car. And I... Pretty much always use rental cars because my dad wouldn't let me use our car. Wait, hold on a second. Rental cars? There's yes. no like cars there. You no, you, you have to bring your own car. The OIOC, dude. So how were the the tires and the brakes afterwards? Are they shot? Well, no, they were fine. <laughs> I didn't, it was like an all day race. Yeah, you returned them afterwards. So it didn't matter, right? Yeah. So it doesn't. <laughs> As long as there's no visible, cause the thing is I wasn't like head to head with cars, so I wasn't worried about getting hit by another car. All right. And then it's like, worst case, I like spin out, I go off the track, which is dirt, and so it gets like dirty, or I hit a cone, and so it's like scuff, and I just like... Buff it out. Buff it out, yeah, <laughs> just rub it off. So I wasn't like super worried that I would get caught. That's hilarious. And people would be like, what have you done with this car? And I didn't use the same car like every time, <laughs> different cars. Different dealership. So I've used like a Cadillac. I've used a Mini Cooper. Wow. Subaru. Italian job. Weren't you uh? Weren't you underage? 
No, I was 18 years old. You're, so you're, you're able, the age of availability to rent a car is 21, right? Technically, it's 25. It's 21 for some places. Like, if I go through my insurance, USAA, they're like partners with the enterprise, so I can go like 21. But I was only 18. I was like senior year in high school. So I just swing that. So, I don't know if you guys know of Zipcar. Zipcar? What is that? So Zipcar, it's like a car share. Um, you know, like around Waikiki, there's all those bikes, the beakies, like the bicycles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of like use an app to rent them. So it's similar to that where there's just cars left all over the city. Usually they're in bigger cities like Portland. And so you make an account and then you reserve your car on this app. Then when you when it's your turn, you go up to the car. It like checks you, it, lo- it lets you in. What if somebody's sleeping in there and it's like, excuse me, you know, <laughs> that'll. You know, that, that would be, <laughs> you like, rent, that would be you rent a thing space. For it's pretty cheap and they're all over the city. And so you just pick them up and drop it off at the same place you found it. Um, but you have to be 21 to use that service. However, they had a college student special. So they have cars that are right next to college campuses. Mm-hmm. And so those, they let college students use. That sounds like an awful idea, <laughs> business wife. I, well, I worked in my life, so I'm not really complaining. <laughs> and so I was only a senior in high school, but I was taking calculus through, it was a college class. So I was getting college credit for this class through Portland State University, but I, was, I didn't actually go to the school. I did it all at my high school. But I went to the, the college and asked them if I could have my college ID so I could prove that I was technically a college student. And so they're like, oh, you're taking classes. Like, yeah, we'll give you your ID. So I printed out my ID. And then I went over to Zipcar. I'm like, hey, like, I want to sign up for the college like program. And so I showed them that I'm a college student over at Portland State. And then they signed me all up. And I was good to go. And so I could use cars that were around the college campus. And because it's in downtown, there's plenty of cars that I could choose from. And that's how I, those are the cars that I used. Because my dad won't let me use the family car. Dang, resourceful. So I did that, and then partway through the summer, my, I had a new neighbor move in, and he was, he raced cars as a hobby. So he had like a race car that was prepped, had your roll cage and your turbo, yeah. like, it's a, it was a track car. And so then I didn't necessarily have to rent cars all the time. We'd go out together, go on track days, and we'd do autocross together. So he had a Corvette, and he also had a Mazda Miata. So I use those. I've driven those two of these races. Which one do you like better? I like the Miata. Why is that? It's smaller. It weighs less, and it, it's like zippy. So it's like like the Corvette's fast top speed wise. Yeah. It's got a lot of torque. Mm-hmm. But like it's a, it's a heavy car. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. longer. And so you just got to be more aware. But the Miata's a little. It's small. You like feel it better. It's got a little more balance, and it's like it's more fun to drive honestly. Cause so it's like playing so zippy. as. It's like playing as Bowser versus playing as Toad. Hey! Because Bowser's got a high top speed. Toad's got a, a low top speed, but it's zippy. More acceleration. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to relate this to terms we understand. Those people that listen and they have no idea about cars. Me included. I don't know anything about cars. But they know about Mario Kart. Yeah. So. How'd you get involved? Like, how'd you first hear about this? Were you like, cool, sign me up? Or someone took you? <clears throat> well, at first I didn't actually like driving. I had no desire to drive. I was way into bikes. 
and my like love for driving in cars didn't come until after I got my license and was able to drive. But like, I didn't see any point in it. It's like, oh, I'll just ride my bike everywhere. Like, cars are just whatever. Like, I prefer biking anyway. So then I started driving, and I've always liked rally, like rally racing. So that's like off road, not on a track. It's off road, like dirt, mud, snow, sand, gravel racing, mm -hmm. and. I don't know where that came from. I've always just liked it. And so before like, I ever raced, I would volunteer. I think I was 16 years old when I first volunteered. They have a national rally that comes in Oregon, the Oregon Trail Rally. And so pros, I don't know if you know it, like Travis Pastrana. Yeah. His TV show Nitro Circus, he's in that. Um, he races rallies, so he was there. Ken Block, mm -hmm. founder of DC Shoe Company, does a bunch of like drift videos. So he was in the rally. David Higgins, he's from Europe, he's from Great Britain, he's from England. He's also pretty famous, has a couple of racing schools. Mm -hmm. And so they like come to these events. So I've met them before, just volunteering. And I wasn't actually racing, I was just there helping out, like spectating and doing the timing and whatnot. And so I did that and that was way interesting. I always wanted to do rally, but because of it being an off-road thing, and you have to have a bunch of rule. You have to have a roll cage. You have to have all these safety things put into your car. Plus, it, it just destroys your car. It's so rough on it that I was just like, it's not an option because I don't have enough money. I can't afford something like that. And then I heard about autocross, which is the on the track. It's like a time trial. You just try and get the fastest time through a course, and that you didn't need anything for. You just needed a car that was street legal and you needed a helmet and so like well I could probably I could swing that and so then that's kind of like I'll try it and because my dad told me I couldn't do it in their car I had to figure out another way to do it but I figured I'd just go for it and try it out. Did that your dad telling you you couldn't do it did that make you more determined to do it? Yes which tends to like that's like common theme in my life is when people tell me I can't do something I feel like I have to prove them wrong. Like, you can't give me 20 bucks right now. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a shot. It's cool. And I was also getting, like, at first it was kind of like a childish dream. Like, oh, I want to be a race car driver. Like, that'd be so sick. And then the more I, like, thought about it, it was, like, something I actually wanted to do. And in high school, all my friends would give me, they'd give me crap for, like, there's no way, like, you're kidding, right? Like, that's not going to happen. There's always people better than you. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. They didn't ever believe me, and so I kind of like, and then plus after high school, getting ready for my mission, and it never seemed to ever work out. It's like, oh, there's always something else getting in the way, there's always something else, and after my mission, like, oh, I'm coming to college, and going to Hawaii, like, it's so small, they don't have a track there, probably not going to do any racing, I'll just put it on the shelf, and, like, someday, eventually, maybe I'll be able to race, and then I just, like, thought about more, like, well, why do I keep on, like, thinking of excuses to not do that and so I decided I'm just gonna go for it and see what happens I'm still gonna pursue my dream of racing cars so does like driving on this Hawaii cam highway drive you nuts since it's so dang slow yeah the roads are not good it's so bumpy it's, it's slow I've actually gone out and tried to find like good roads that I could ride on but we really only have Cam Highway. Like, that's really all we have. <laughs> what about the one that goes to the center of the island, like past Dole? H3, or um, 
H3 or Poly Highway. Poly Highway is a really fun one. <clears throat> coming down from, not town side, but on, on this side, coming down from the mountain. Those are fun to drive on. Have you ever heard of the Gambler 500? Yes. I'm actually doing it next year. Ooh. So tell us about it. Because I, I kind of heard about it. I thought it was interesting. Gambler but you, 500. you probably have more authority. I'm so stoked to do it. So my buddy and I are doing it next summer. It's awesome. And it's this 500 mile rally. And it's not really like... It's crazy. It's not, it's not really a super... It's more just for fun rather than like a competition to like say I'm better, I'm faster. <clears throat> and this idea is like, it's not a set rule, but there's like a $500. You go in with your $500 car and you race it for 500 miles. And it's not really set, like, there's no people telling you, like, oh, your car is $650, sorry, you can't race it. But it's more or less idea General that guide. you just, like, throw a car together, have fun with it, and just, like, race it. There's, like, these cheap little cars that we can all have fun in. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> and so it's in, it's in Oregon, it's in Southern Oregon, like, high desert, um, Southern Oregon. And then you just go out and you just race these cars for 500 miles with other people, like... Some people go all out and they build these like crazy looking cars with a bunch of like custom body work, which is ridiculous. Like a Mad Max. Yeah, my buddy's, he's converted his, he lives out of his van. He's got one of those like VW buses. Yeah. And so he put like dirt tires on it. He gave it a lift. And so he's going to like rally that. I'm probably just going to buy some cheap beater car once I get back home and just push it until it. It blows up, and if it blows up, whatever. I'll just hop in someone else's car and finish it. <laughs> is that how you? Is that how you use all of your cars? <laughs> how many cars do you have now on the island? I have two. <laughs> and what are the status of both of them? Well, the first one has a blown engine, so it's uh, it's KO'd. My second one is doing well. So so far, so good. What kind of cars are they? <laughs> For the record. first one is a '91 Mazda Miata. Dang, that's all in all of us. And then my second one is a 93 Nissan Sentra. Oh, I don't know about you, but it's older than... That's three, that's barely, barely older than me. 93? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my same age. I'm, I'm so born. I was born in 93, though. All right. That's why <laughs> we have a connection, me and your car. <laughs> Nissan. And how do, you, how do you get into the car? Like, is everything fully functioning on the Nissan? Well, everything is great, except for the fact that my doors are broken, and they don't open. <laughs> so we get in through the window, and it doesn't like matter Duke's who you are. Dukes a hazard. Yeah, I was say, Dukes a hazard, all right. I'm telling you, dude. Friends get in through the window, get dates get in through the window. If there's more than two people riding, you get in through the window, and you hop in the back. Yeah, we, we went on a date last Friday, on a double. We get to his car. This is like... Less than two minutes after we met our dates for the first time. It was a double blind date. I don't know how it happened. Sounds like Just... a science experiment. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was quite the experiment. It was fun. But we meet them, and then we walk right out to the car, because it's right next to the parking lot. We're like, so, um, yeah, you have to climb in through the windows. I thought I was kidding at first. That's like, the, the, it's the first test, <clears throat> like, would you be a good girlfriend? You've got to climb through the window hey, first. It's not, it's not bad. That's true. Door um, test. That's like Bronx Tale right there. Yeah. So, yeah, they thought we were joking at first. And they... I was <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. Like, no, no, you're not in. <laughs> so they got in and it, it worked out fine. But I think that I think that test is a good idea. Listen. I want to I do that when I have a car out here. Be like, 
oh yeah, the, the doors are broken, you have to climb into the window, then like, have her climb into the window, and then just open your door up and sit down. <laughs> 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 That's the same. That'd be so funny. I just wanted to see. <laughs> Did they say anything? Or were they like, oh, uh, alright. I think they mentioned that it's the first time they'd ever climbed into a car through a window. Really? They haven't lived. Where are they from? Utah. What? <laughs> what part of Utah? They're probably from the north, eh? Yeah. Wait, was it? I don't remember. It's all the same to me. I could have sworn one of them was from Logan, which is way up north. Oh, I like city girls. I like the temple. Logan's not a city. <laughs> I mean, it's a city. It's Logan City, but it's not, like, anything compared to, like, um, Salt Lake Valley or Davis County or Provo County. Or Utah County, sorry. Those are like the cities in Utah, from like Provo to Ogden, which is like three valleys. Mm, so maybe the real reason they've never climbed through window is because they ride tractors to school. <laughs> that could be it. No, I remember where one of them was from. One of them was from the east side in Salt Lake. That's the she was super city girl. So the east side of Salt Lake is like the ritzy part of Salt Lake. That's why I remember you talking about that. She was, she was, um, John Huntsman's granddaughter. Who is John Huntsman? He's like a renowned doctor and he started a Huntsman Cancer Institution Ooh. in Salt Lake. He's like a big name in Utah. Did he discover Huntsman disease? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. He's got the same name. So. <laughs> Poor lady. Probably. John Huntsman Jr. is an American businessman, diplomat, politician, and current ambassador of the United States to Russia. I don't think that's him. Hmm. John Huntsman Sr. Oh, Sr. His oh. dad. Senior. His dad. So that must be your uncle. This guy was born 60. Either way, you should date her. Free trips to Russia, right? <laughs> we were talking to her. This guy died this year. Yeah, he just barely died. How oh, sad. American businessman and philanthropist. He was the founder and executive chairman of Huntsman Corporation, a global manufacturer, marketer of specialty chemicals. Mm. Not plastics. He's the founder of a, a cancer institute in Utah, which the University of Utah is really is worth cutting edge. You know what his net worth is? A couple of million. Three billion. <laughs> oh, man. She was, like, talking to us, and she's like, I'm like, have you been out outside of the country before? She said, oh, I've been to South Africa, Zimbabwe, <coughs> Egypt, Israel. I'm like, oh, like on humanitarian stuff? She's like, no, my dad just really likes to travel. That's where he took the family. I'm like, cool. I'm like, who are you again? <laughs> cool. My grandpa's uh, John Huntsman. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess heard of a bunch of corporations. She was super chill though. I enjoyed our time with her. Yeah. Have you guys ever experienced like, like wealth? Not like in your family, but going to someone's house and being like overwhelmed. My uncles. I got lost in their rental house, and on their way down, we were calling them. They live in Arizona. Like Yeah. And they're all, like, the grass are all, like, doctors and lawyers and dentists and just really successful people. And we call them up. We're like, hey, John, can we come stay with you? And they're, like, super down-to-earth people. But he's like, yeah, we're in the rental house right now while the our actual house is being built. It'll be a little cramped, but it's all good. Like, we're always so happy to see you guys. So we rock up show up to the house and it was massive it had the courtyard like like a yard inside of a <laughs> part of the building type <laughs> thinking like castles with like double it was, walls <laughs> it 
It was intense. And they're just like, oh yeah, it'll be a bit cramped, but like gated community. They're super down to earth people though. My best friend throughout high school. Um, pretty sure his dad like owned half of Salt Lake Valley. His dad was from Mexico, and he was just this big entrepreneur. And like, <clears throat> we went to his house, and they had like two of everything, like two motorcycles, two mopeds, two ATVs. They have. Like eleven bedroom house. Each bedroom has a walk-in closet and its own bathroom. Obviously, they've got a pool. The closet has its own walk-in bathroom. <laughs> the closet has a walk-in bathroom. Wait, seriously? <laughs> no, that'd be hype though. I'd be about that. Um, they have like a house in the back. It looks like a house, but it's a big shed, and like it's an indoor basketball court, rock climbing wall, racquetball court. Um, weight room and cardio cardio room and then he's like I hung out with them for a couple of years still my really good friends and then one day they like told me they had another house in Taylorsville and I went to the house in Taylorsville and it was What's like just as big oh it's it's just a city just north of uh, where I grew up it's in the west side of the Salt Lake Valley is it like a rich area? Mm-hmm. I don't know I mean, no sure. but they had like they had like a house that was like in Taylorsville but like tucked away and it was huge too it was like the same size pretty much it was just a little bit older like how many houses does this guy have and then they just gave that one away to their oldest son when he got married it sounds like weather, weathering heights weathering heights yeah, yeah whatever that's hilarious my buddy's uncle I went and stayed with them when I went to California on a road trip and he works for Google electrical engineer they have like a google home i didn't even know this was a thing where you like call out commands and you can have it like turn on your lights and open your your blinders dude or you can have heated floors and just, wow what? and they have an elevator in their house <laughs> the basement to the first floor and the second floor and wheelchair friendly <laughs> but it's just a big house they just remodeled it there's a new Google Home. They'd like to show it. Like we came over, they want to show off their house. And you can have it make announcements to other rooms, and it has an intercom system. Did you guys ever see the movie Smart House? It's a Disney Channel movie. When we were like probably ten. You seen? No. Okay, so the Smart House. Yeah, this is before the smartphone or whatever. But the Smart House. Basically, the premise of it is that it does all those things. And it, like, does things like it cleans the floors and, like, it, it does everything for you. And this family moves in to test it. And the house thinks that it's alive. And it mm. thinks that it's, like, the mom of the parents. And it traps the family inside. And they have to, like, defeat the smart house. <laughs> Not smart enough for the smart house. I would imagine, like, you're trying to use a bathroom. And it's locked, you have to watch an ad, and you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the skip, waiting for the skip. Like, on, I need to go. Maybe buy YouTube Red. With like, there's like in-app purchases for the toilet paper. <laughs> Pay 99 cents for a roll. Break. Like premium toilet paper. You take a survey, and you're like, no, I'm trying to run away. How was your pooping experience? <laughs> Rate us, one to ten. Experience? 
<laughs> Look at Yelp review for every room in your house. Hey, you know what? If you could do ads instead of mortgage, would you do it? Yeah, to watch an ad before you went into any room, but you never had to pay mortgage on the house. You never had to pay for the house. That'd be just so inconvenient. But would you do I it? I mean, they're both inconvenient. Ooh. How long are the ads? <laughs> just your standard, like, Pandora ad, YouTube ad. For 30, watch this thing for 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, but before, yeah, every time you walk into a room. 15 seconds? But you, ne but you never have to pay. YouTube's usually 15 seconds. Those are like the ones you have to watch in your uh -huh. life. The yellow bar that just protects it. Yeah. You can skip some of them. Some rooms of the house you can skip. Some you can't. Same like YouTube. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, it depends on how many rooms you're going into a day. Because, like, say you go into, like, four different rooms a day. That's a minute of your time. Even just walking from one end of the house to the other. But you'd like, save... Like in my house, going from the TV room to the kitchen, I like have to leave the TV room and go through the utility room, and then I get to the kitchen. But like think of it like, like is it whatever you, you, you spent in minutes, you would save in hours of work because you don't have to work as long because you don't have to pay for your house. I think I would... Hmm. But it extends to the driveway. You're trying to park in your driveway, and it's like, watch this ad to park in your driveway. <laughs> How much are like standard mortgages? A month? Depends where you're buying. Okay. Let's just Utah, because you guys are from Utah. Or two of you are. I would imagine like you're sleeping in the middle of the night and an ad pops up in the intercom system. No, no, because you're sleeping. No, no, no. If you want to sleep longer. <laughs> That'd be a great alarm clock. Oh, no. <clears throat> no, I don't know. Mortgage sounds pretty quiet to me. <laughs> you actually, you might not save money because, you know, all these ads are popping up and you're like, actually, I do need a core, uh, charcoal face mask. Have you ever t clicked on one of those ads and actually bought something? I've never. Yeah, have you? That's, no. That's but evidently they make like millions of dollars down. off of that. But only, you only make money as a YouTuber, I've heard, if people click on the ad. Or watch the whole video. Or watch the whole video. But before, you know, you could always skip, right? So that means someone... Somewhere Ooh, in the know. hundreds and thousands are clicking on the heads. So you'd have to like, you'd have to use, so it's like $34 a day, a mortgage, essentially. That's cheaper than a hotel. So Hopefully. if you, say you make, you, you graduate from college, you have your career, you make $34 an hour, right? So you have to work <laughs> at least <laughs> one... That's not that bad. Dude, that's high. That's expensive. That's, that's, I want to make that. Dude, that's high. awesome. Think about it. Who, 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 what kind of job do you have? <laughs> I'm going to make, I'm gonna make like way more than that. Like a doctor or a lawyer. Well, yeah, if you say, uh, if you're a lawyer, a lawyer's like 100 no, $200. That's how much your mortgage is. $34 a day. So, okay. So, say you make. Really? That's seven pounds. <laughs> it's, you could buy seven pints of ice cream and you'd have to watch an ad every time you open the fridge <laughs> well, your mortgage is a thousand a month yeah no. more than that Dude, no. it's not California at least yeah even here just a normal rent is a thousand a month the median monthly mortgage payment for U.S. homeowners is $1,030, according to the latest American housing survey from the U.S. Census Bureau. Yeah, you guys are in Wyoming and Montana. Nobody lives there. <laughs> no 
ads in Wyoming and Montana. Right. That's way cheap, actually. Like, like once a day. Like, oh, Rent in Portland's like twelve hundred a month. Yeah. Dang, really? California is like super high. So it's thirty four dollars a day. And say, let's just say an hour of your work is $34. Okay. So you have to work an hour for that day. So. 2000 a month, California. You're the math department. No, what's up? So, I'm trying to figure out. If it would be worth it. If it would be worth it. I think it would be worth it just for all the ice cream you could buy in the, just with the Switch. For... You'd have to, what's 60 times 4? 240? 240. Go on trips, and then while you're on your trip, you don't have to watch any ads. Oh. You just go like a, you just, uh, what's it called? You become a nomad. Yeah. Not connected to the Matrix. But then there'd be no point in this house. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so $34 a day. Yeah. No, so it's, it, yeah, it's $34 a day. So, you would have to do, like, enough, you'd have to watch an ad enough times for it to be an hour of your work. So, an hour of ads, essentially. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 it would just, uh, as you do stuff, though, as you use the house. Because that's not how ads work. Ads only work as you use things. Well, I'm just saying to make it. Um, worth it for you. Oh, okay. So you'd have to go. Essentially, you'd have to go. Um, you'd have to use different rooms in the house. Two hundred um, forty times. A day. Like I don't walk around that a much. day. No, Because you much. leave the house and you come back. There How many? You go to your bathroom and then you go to sleep. You go to the kitchen. What's like min? What's minimum wage? Where? In Utah. Ten. No, no. Minimum wage is like seven right now. Seven twenty-five. It's seven twenty-five. I went back to Utah and I was like, yeah, That's they're like, this many hours of work a day. So. Since such a pay cut. Such a pay cut this summer. Went home to work. <laughs> minimum wage. Poor decision. Yeah. Ooh. I got a pay cut when I came here. California, Los Angeles, minimum wage, 15. Oh, that's like, uh, that's like New Zealand. But, you know, everything costs a lot. Yeah, there, so, so. it out. Have you guys ever clicked on those ads on YouTube? And actually bought something? Instagram. Instagram. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I did it once. I bought a shirt. I... Really? I bought a shirt, too, on Instagram. Almost bought a toothbrush once on Facebook. And... <laughs> But wow, I was like, it was like a bamboo toothbrush, and it was like, look, the, all the plastic in the ocean from toothbrushes, and it was like, click here, get a free toothbrush, it's bamboo, and I clicked on it, and it, you had to pay like $8 shipping, and I was like, no way! Guess what? I know the guy that owns that company. Tell him to make his toothbrushes cheaper. <laughs> his, um, from what I understood, his, his plan was pretty cheap. I, see, it was I, like X amount of dollars a month. Maybe I it was a different one. I support that business completely. I would share that everywhere, but man, eight bucks for a toothbrush. <laughs> but is it worth saving the environment? Um, you see, the, at that point it becomes like, uh, it's like <laughs> saving, saving the environment and saving me. You know? like, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. He was, 
He owned um, a company called Bug Out Supply. Oh. They sold... Doomsday Prepper. They sold... Um, well, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because before that, he owned a company. He didn't own the company. He worked for a company selling um, selling food storage. So he would, like, get you on this plan to buy, like, a big thing of food storage, which was huge in Utah because everybody wanted food storage there. And then he started making Bug Out Supply, and he also had a link to that on his on his website. But it was, like, hammocks, and then he made a... a, a, a Couple of things of merch, like shirts, hats, things like that, and then he ended up selling that company, and then he made the bamboo brush company. Right so. now, I want a little fake ad to pop up on your podcast. Bing, bamboo toothbrushes. I wish we were not monetized, not yet at least. <laughs> now you have the chance. Mo- uh, monetize uh, toothbrushes and cars with the doors welded shut to test your dates. <laughs> I was going to buy my car for a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deal, dude. Yeah. How much you buy this car for? Four hundred bucks. Dang, it was a three hundred. No, but it's okay. We were sitting in the car driving back from town, and he was like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to sell this car before I leave the island. You want to buy my car? I'm like, thought about it for a second. Okay. I'm like, for a hundred bucks, I will. It's like, sure. <laughs> So yeah, no, I'm paying more for it. It's all yours. One thing I bought on Instagram was a shirt. It was a, it was a cartoon of Arnold Schwarzenegger wearing a Santa Claus hat, and it says no lifts, no no gifts, no lifts or gifts, something like that. What? I spent like thirty bucks on it. That was hilarious. On <laughs> <Not> a shirt? <laughs> yeah, you can't even remember it now. No, I can't. I brought it with me, but did I bring it? I don't remember. <gasps> Dang. You know that one song that's like, that's $50 for a t-shirt. I'm going to up someday. Yeah, shop Macklemore. That's a good one. I love their shopping in Utah. Or I love stuff there. They have these things in New Zealand called op shops. Op shops? And they're basically thrift stores, but they're higher quality. Mm-hmm. And everything's like a $2 coin or a $1 coin. Yep. And they're pretty fabulous. They have that as well in Utah. Called Plato's Closet. Plato's Closet. You have the bins in Utah. The bins. You've been to the bins. I've never been to the bins. The Goodwill bins. Mm. Everything's per pound. What? <laughs> you pay per pound. Like clothing, shoes, bags, all that's per pound. We have Savers, and Desert Industries, which they're both dope. Desert's Desert. pretty great. It's like uh, job creators. Yeah. yeah. I've known a lot of people that work there. My cousin used to work there, and he said he really liked it. They didn't tell me to put on your resume to go to your next, mm-hmm. next job. Your next step. That's like for people that are like refugees or for people that like um, are recovering addicts. So it allows them to like get some job experience or like people who were like once homeless or are still struggling with being homeless. That's cool. And I, every time I've been in there, like people working there are very happy. They're very nice. You probably get good benefits. Goodwill's similar to that, too. Well, if you work full-time... I used to work for the church, and that's a a church-owned... Establishment? Establishment, yeah. That's a good way to put it. And you get really good benefits. Really good. It was like... My... um, My retirement was... I put $5... Or 5% in, and then I got 7... No, I got 12% back. So altogether it was like seventeen percent. 
So like they matched my five and then added 7%. It was unreal. Really good. It's like practically just giving you money. Speaking of jobs, those are your guys' first jobs. Go, Kelsey. Until I became a writer at the news here, every single job I ever had involved scrubbing toilets. <laughs> Where? In Utah? Just everywhere. So I worked at the PCC as a medic. I had to scrub toilets. Yeah, your first job here? And, yeah. At, well, no, no. Before that, I was a lifeguard. I had to scrub toilets. I was an RA. I had to scrub toilets. <laughs> All the way up until, like, I was, like, 21. 20, no, 22. All of my jobs since I was, like, 16 involved toilet scrubbing. Got restaurants. Got to do it. Pools. I was like, raw. <laughs> That's Anyways. funny. <laughs> that is funny. Going like very first job, sure. Like official, like payroll job, oh, or like fishing. under the like under the table job. Whatever you can say, first job, man. <laughs> Legal jobs. <laughs> Legal jobs. You're like digging up for diamonds in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Jeff doing that <laughs> with, with his tan line. Uh, my first job. Whatever you consider a job. I worked at a farmers market, like uh, cool. a local farmers market. Of course you did. You're a hipster, dude. <laughs> it's like required. It's like I learned, I worked at this all, really grassroots our, <laughs> uh, farmers market called Whole Foods. <laughs> all of our foods were local, local produce. It's actually dope. Like local, we had local beer, like local nice. honey, anything local. That was food that we sold. I like food. It was a super chill job, actually. That's my first one. Aww. How long were you there for? I was there for almost a year, probably eight, nine months. What would you do, like, were you cashier? Like cashier, kind of like restocking, mm -hmm. just like walked around, helped out, like answer questions, we'd give samples, and it was pretty, pretty chill, laid back job. How'd you get that job? I lived right, right by the market, and so I just went in and applied. And they're like... What qualifies you for this job? Like, I live right there. <laughs> I'm local. <laughs> you sell local foods. Yeah, I'm a I local person. How's it? Aloha. So family would always go over and get produce there. Just get our fresh produce. Which is really convenient. So I work there. Actually, all the jobs. I've gotten all my jobs thus far through Craigslist. Nice. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Was it cheaper to buy food there? Than like say Walmart or it was about the same. I mean, I could just use my discount, and so it became cheaper. Wow, uh, that's, that's nice. nice. Perks of the jobs, man. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked at a place in Utah called Wingers. Wingers? What? Wingers? Wingers. So like right. our specialty was wings. Like the edible kind. Chicken wings. Yes, the edible kind. Um, that was really dope because my sister got me the job, so I didn't have to like apply or anything. Oh, nice. She worked there for like five years. My brother-in-law worked there for like five years. They met each other there. It was like two minutes away from my house. Um, my cousin worked there as well. My sister's best friend also worked there when I worked there. The owner's son worked there, and my brother-in-law was best friends with him. So I was like, I was just in, and um, 
It was pretty cool. I don't know. I worked there for like a year. I didn't enjoy it a ton because I was kind of lazy. I was like 16 years old and I didn't really have any work ethic. And I, I was like, I would like sit there because I was just a host. Like I would just sit people down mm-hmm. or I'd work to get orders, which sucked. But I would just sit people down when it was like, when it was not busy. Like during the weekdays, I would just like look out the window and dream of skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> like this sucks. I'm going to go skate. So that's really funny because like, so my first, first job was a lifeguard. And I know a lot of people were like that. They were just like, oh, I'm working and now I'm time to be done. I used to take so long to clock out. I'm like, oh, let's just keep doing this. Let's just keep cleaning this. Let's just keep cleaning this. Because we, we ended at like, we'd end at like 12 or 11.30 or something. And so in my brain, I was just like, literally, I have nothing to do right after this. So like, we'll just stretch this out as long as absolutely possible and I'll just get paid. An extra 10. <laughs> yeah, like, an extra 10 cents. Uh, like, people are like, oh, I want to go home. And I'm like, why? What are you going to go do? Sleep? Let's just like do things slower. Let's save people slower. Oh, save, oh no. Bro, you know, the secret thing about being a lifeguard is that everyone like waits for people to drown like you sit there like you're watching them watch <laughs> like I'm you on that kid. <laughs> no they're straight we're straight up we've, we've picked the ones we want to drown <laughs> like, we would like, sometimes you drown should back. drown and that way i can jump in and save you because it's hot right so you want to jump in but at the same time like you don't want like the good kids to drown you want the snot to drown you can jump in and save them and they'll, they'll be too traumatized to keep swimming do you have any saves? Um, so there's this one kid that was coming down the slide. I've had a couple saves, but this is probably Always my the favorite slide. save. Always the slide. I was at the bottom That's of the slide, really and her. there was this, it was a massive slide, and there was this thing that you could do, basically you come out in a certain way, and it made you come out really, really high, but we'd had lifeguards hit the edge of the pool doing that. Anyway, so I called him, and you hit the edge of the pool under the pool. And so I, I was like, hey, kid, you know, stop doing that. You're going to knock yourself out. And I don't want to scrape you off the bottom of the pool. Hey, you're going to hurt yourself. And he yourself. kept going. And one of the things you do to make yourself go faster is you pull your pants down. So you're going to butt naked. <laughs> Anyways, so he's going down. <laughs> we all did it. Um, so, he's, of joy. so he's going down. And he's doing this thing. And he comes up and he comes back. And I was like, kid, I swear, if you go under and you hit your head, I'm not even going to save you because you're going to deserve it. And the next time he went down, he didn't come up. And it's just bubbles in this little pool. <laughs> and so I'm like it. watching him and I'm like, he's, he's playing me. He's playing me. No, no, no. And it's, it's these bubbles, just these bubbles. And that's all I was seeing. And I was like, he's not playing me. And I freaked out and I jumped in to go like save him. Anyways, so what had happened was he had lost his pants. And so he's at the bottom of the pool <laughs> searching for his pants. Did you like dive in and help him search for him? <laughs> so I pull up this like 14 year old. At that point, I'd like come back after my mission or something like that. And so I was just working there for a little bit in between another job. And so I was like this grown ass adult and pull up this 14 year old that's like butt naked. <laughs> and he never came back. <laughs> That was my, no, that's not technically a save, but that's still my favorite, like, quote, like, save. Save his pantsless kid. Didn't all save the, his all, ego. All the other ones is just people, like, <laughs> flaring, and then you pick them up, and you're like, are you okay, honey? And they're like, thank you, lifeguard, and 
It's not really exciting, but that one was great. I got to save a kid. I was a lifeguard too. Saved a kid. He came down the slide. It was a he or she, I can't remember. It was a really young kid, like two or three years old. Uh-huh. He came down the slide after, right after somebody else. So I thought it was like a brother and sister or whatever that came down. And the one guy didn't know the kid who came down after him. And I had to jump in and pull him out of the water. And they were crying and screaming and I put him on the side of the, the pool and I was getting out to sit by next to him. I'm like, oh, where are your parents? And then she like walked me over to her parents. And then the parents proceeded to like cuss the child out. Like, where the, where the H for you? Like, or why, why the H for you swimming in the pool? I'm like, what the why freak? Like, watching your child, why are you man? cussing out your child right after you neglected to watch them? Like this pool is a, because you probably noticed like a lot of people think that pools are like daycare centers. Mm. They just like drop their kids off and then, you know, like dropping the kids off the pool. Yeah. And like they expect the lifeguards to watch them. It's like, no, that's not our job. Like we're just here for safety. Like you're supposed to be watching your kids. Mm-hmm. That makes me think of this one time that the, there was this little girl, she's probably like three, and I love jumping in, but there was like this one time that I didn't want to jump in, because I didn't, I was being super like prissy, and I didn't want to get my hair wet, because I was doing something after, and this little girl was on the other side of the pool, and so we're like not far apart, probably like ten feet away, but we're on opposite like sides of the pool, so like I couldn't get to her, and she like waddles up, and I'm just like, kid, kid, stop, stop, kid, stop, kid, stop, and, um, she, like, looks at me, like, eyeballs straight, and I'm, like, no, 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 and she just steps off, like, (laughs) right, and just goes, right to the bottom, and I was, like, ah, (laughs) like, jumped in, picked her up, put her down, she screamed and cried, ran, ran over to her parents, anyways, I think the parents, like, saw me, like, kind of try and get her to stop, Anyways, so they made the little girl walk over to me and apologize for making me jump in, <laughs> and sorry. I felt so bad. <laughs> Man, that job was the best, because you just did nothing. I love it. <laughs> That's, that was the job I had right after I was working at Wingers, and I don't like Wingers, because I had to do stuff. But then when I was at the pool, I was just like, just sat there. I literally would have like a large Diet Coke, and I just lean back in my chair and I just like have my sunglasses and just like, <laughs> like for six hours a day. It was so nice. Get your tan on. Yeah, I was way tan. I had bad armor tan because they made us wear tank tops, so it was like, to like right here. My first job was a uh, at school cafeteria. Bro. <laughs> you worked at the cap. I did. I did. <laughs> I worked here for three years. Made a lot of money in high school. High school never went out, you know? Yeah. So I built a lot of money, bought laptops, and bought, bought a plane ticket to New York. It's crazy, man. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I can't even remember what I bought. I'm pretty sure I spent it all on food at lunch. Mine, like, all went into, like, a little savings account, and then just would suddenly disappear in sports. So I actually don't know what I spent I spent mine on. Probably like, I don't even know. Bites, nice bites. I spent on dates with my girlfriend. I went to New York. How did I do that? Now she's somebody else's wife. She's a drug addict now, so. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody else is paying for drugs now. (laughs) That's okay. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I got my brother a job there too. It was during the day, I have to do it after school. Oh, that's nice. 
We go home and have money. It was great. Oh, like during school? During lunch. Oh, that's awesome. I had free food and got paid. And... Bro. But you only made like an hour of work. <laughs> but I didn't spend it. That's the thing. I wouldn't go out. You made like 50 bucks a week. I made 160 a month. Which was but that's money. like bank when you're a kid. Big money for ninth grade. So like 150 because of tithing. Never tithing. 140. You didn't pay tithing when you were a kid? Then you're sending. Oh. That's I, sad. I remember I once no, had a lemonade no, no. stand with my friends and they were like Baptist and we were saving up for something. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, we have to make more than this because we have to pay our tithing. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we have to like give it to the church. And she's like, no, my, my, my parents pay the whatever pastor fee or my pastor doesn't need. And I'm just like, um, what is a pastor? It, and why does he take your money? They watch ads before church starts so they can have free church. <laughs> watch like, this ad for 30 seconds and enjoy three hours of church. That's what the actual Mormon ads are for. Dude, there's no way it'd be 30 seconds or three hours. It'd be like 30 seconds like every 20 minutes. Yeah, it is like 20 minutes. Yeah. That's how YouTube is. You have like a sermon for 20, and then like the next sermon, you gotta watch like a five minute ad. Some guy, some guy walks up and just pitches like OxyClean. <laughs> <laughs> you got him like somebody pitching like some product, and then they walk around like the pews after, like some of the product. No, the Get ad- you OxyClean. Jesus cleans your soul. OxyClean cleans your no, tables. Exactly. That is for another church. And then once you get to another church, I was like, oh no, this seems so good. What? No, the ad is for a different church. Oh. <laughs> Somebody just... So you get the Mormon ads in the Baptist church and then the Catholic I'm ones Mormon. in the Mormon... The Mormon ad in the Catholic church. <laughs> That'd be so funny. I'm it's down like for it. Michael Buble. Wait, he's not Mormon. Who am I thinking? I don't know who that is. Who's that, who's that African-American gentleman that you met? Or that you were going to meet? Oh, that's... Um, Alex Boyer. Yeah. Alex ah, he's Mormon. Yeah. I mean, he's a... Remember the church teacher at a lot of days, eh? He's a cool guy. Yep. He gave us hugs. It was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Never had one of those before. No. <laughs> oh. First time for everything, I guess. More of his contact, Bruno. <laughs> Actually, the weirdest part of the whole thing was the manager kept looking at us. Kept eyeing the clock. I was it's like, like oh, don't worry, dude. Yeah. He almost didn't want us to take a picture with him. You gotta pay for that stuff, man. Watch an ad. But then, like, two weeks later, my, he went to my ward, my home ward. <laughs> my parents got a picture with him, like, oh. Nice. Yeah, I can show you later. That's funny. I heard that, like, celebrities like that, like Lindsey Sterling and um, other people, they yeah, have to too. They have to walk into church late when they visit places. Otherwise, like... Ah, church never yeah. starts. Church doesn't start. The bishop's down there, like, oh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Lindsay Sterling's in your steak? Yeah, sign, neat. sign my Book of Mormon. She's a bamf. She's like, cool. She's in my steak. I haven't uh, heard that acronym in years. <laughs> in years. And the person in my steak was uh, Napoleon Dynamite. John Heater. Yeah. Really? Hey, Kip is in my sport. Hmm? Kip. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Rule. So Napoleon Dynamite, Kip. Oh! The, the awkward nerdy guy. He dates LaFonda. I don't know what you're talking about. They're all awkward and nerdy. I've <laughs> seen, have you not seen Napoleon Dynamite? I saw it once. Yeah, it's I, like the brother I, or whatever. I've gone out of my way to delete my memory. He's like, yeah, we're only dating, so it's pretty serious. Yeah, we, chat every, we chat every day. Oh. And he like runs over the Tupperware with Sorry, the guys. truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Sorry, guys. I tried deleting that from my memory. Bruno is just a <laughs> hater. That's what, that's what my dad says, though. He's like, I know people like that. <laughs> Dude, it's the trinity of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints funny is um, Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libre, and Hot Rod. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> I love all three of those movies. I've never seen Hot Rod. Three of the Apocalypse. Hot Rod's so good. It's so good. It's a little bit more edgy, though, because it wasn't made by... Um, the guy who made Nacho Libre and Napoleon Dynamite, he was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. Was Christ's he Latter-day really? Saints. Yeah, he was. Well, back to John Heater, he was a, he was a nice guy, kind of nerdy. He liked video games. Did I ever tell you the story? So he went, on a, he went on a talk show, and apparently he would be playing Xbox Live, like Black Ops or Halo or something, because he yeah. said he liked video games. Yeah, he really did. He'd be playing, and then people on the other line would be like, hey, you sound like Napoleon Dynamite. And, he, and they'd ask him, like, a series of questions about Napoleon Dynamite to, like, quiz him and make sure that he was Napoleon Dynamite. He's like, they're like, hey, you sound like Napoleon Dynamite. He's like, I am Napoleon Dynamite. He's like, oh, yeah, well, what was the, uh, the llama's name on the farm? He's like, uh, Tina? He's like, oh, he's Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the movie? <laughs> like one question. <laughs> yeah, they just, like, ask him a couple questions, and then finally they're like, he's like, couldn't anybody know this, like, this trivia about this? But they're just little kids. Probably. That's Same thing in the Philippines, right? He's like, como esta? Like, oh, he speaks the Gaulish. They're like, ah, oh, you're so good at the Gaulish. You're like, I literally just said hi. Or it was funny. Dangerous stuff, man. <laughs> I was in the, uh, the grocery store. No. With, no, I wasn't, actually. I was not in the grocery store, according to Bruno. Grocery store? Yeah, I was in the grocery store in Calaogan with Elder Schneider. What? I don't remember this. No, you weren't there. No. I was there. That makes sense. Schneider was there, and some lady came up to him, and he was like, he was telling me a story, and he said in the story, like, he said, why don't you talk to me? I know how to speak Tagalog. And then some old lady, like, walks up to him, she's like, you know how to speak the Tagalog? And he's like, he's like, uh, 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 yes, po. Yes, po. <laughs> yes, po. <laughs> All the attitude was on po, dude. Po. Well, you if, you, if you do it in, like, these areas where, like, it's not as common, so, like, in the, like, there's a, a Philippines market in St. George, and this is St. George, right? So, like, oh, yeah. there's Mexicans, and there's some Tongans, and there's white people, that's it. And I found this Filipino market, and I walked in, and I was, like, listening, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they speak Tagalog, they're Filipino. And... So I walked up and I was like, oh, and bought my stuff and they just talked, talk, talk and I was like, Ingat and then I left and they were like, ah! <laughs> And then the next time I came back they were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> It was I. <laughs> I have returned. <laughs> they were really disappointed. <laughs> I have returned now, Po. <laughs> I have returned, Po. That happened to me in my job in the sandwich shop before I came out here. There would be like Filipino customers, which was re- really rare. I'd speak to them in Tagalog and then like, Throughout the month, there was a steady increase of Tagalog customers. Yeah, people would be like, oh, someone was asking for you, some Filipino dude. I'm like, I don't know. They're asking it's because the dude. community is so tight. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I love it. I think it's awesome. It's, it's awesome. So I worked uh, for the church, like I said before, in the Philippines department. So it is awesome. But it does have its, like, it does have its dark side as well. And I know the dark side of it, too. I know the light side and the dark side of the Filipino community in Salt Lake. 
It was a lot of fun, though. There's a lot of fun on the dark side. A lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, um, what's the word for cheese mousse in English? Gossip. Gossip. There's a lot of good gossip, a lot of juicy gossip. I heard all of it. So, I actually worked a job in Sacramento like two summers ago. There's tons of Filipinos out there. So, like, I would pitch in Tagalog like two, three, four times a day. And you'd always get mixed reactions. Like, you'd get one of two reactions, basically. Like, somebody would be like, oh my gosh, this person speaks Tagalog, this is crazy. This white guy speaking Tagalog. But I'd also get the opposite. For some reason, I have no idea why. They would just be like, I'd, like, speak to them in straight Tagalog, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, they didn't even, like, pay attention to me, like, <laughs> slam the door in my face. and like, but, uh, Tagalog. I'm not impressed with you, man. Yeah. I actually sold, I, I sold pest controls, pest controls, pest control services, Unfortunately, because that job sucked, but I sold to a guy who's like this old Filipino guy, and I still get calls from him all the time. He's like, hey, like in Tagalog, he's speaking to me, and it's like, hey, do you remember me? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I remember you. He's like, hey, so like, Hawks didn't come today to like service my house. I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't work for them anymore. Here's our number. He's like, oh, okay, thanks. I called back like a couple months later. He's like, hey, Hawks isn't servicing my house. He's I'm probably like, got you saved under his phone as the pest control the Tagalog cell. pest control guy I'm like oh, oh no. sorry just forget forgot to fix it yeah that's before I knew that the company sucked <laughs> bad. that's on record it's like an anti-ad that's gonna pop up right now <laughs> <laughs> it's like an ad for Aptiv like their their competitor <laughs> what about you Jeff you speak Japanese and you work speaking Japanese any crazy stories? No, not recently. But my favorite, I don't know if it's saying the Philippines. Do any does anyone expect you to understand or speak Tagalog in the Philippines? Maybe more so than me. I don't know. No, not like for if me. we're in America, we assume everyone can speak some degree of English, yeah. regardless mm-hmm. of like who you are. Like so in Japan, no one ever expected me to speak or even understand Japanese at all. That's so considerate. <laughs> and so, well, I guess no one would ever talk to us because it's like, oh, there's no way they'd understand. My favorite was to listen to conversations on the train, particularly like high school girls because they like, they feel like there's security because they can just say whatever they want because I'm, I'm yeah, not going to understand them. Same. And so they'll talk about how attractive Americans are or how cool <laughs> I am or how cool we are or, oh I wish we could take a picture with them and then you just like wait for the perfect the perfect like chance to like throw in your comment they like talk about how cool you are and then you're like oh thank you for the comment or if they ask like oh I want to take a picture and like oh like it's okay like you can take a picture if you want and then to see them or like realize like, crap. like they understood everything we were just talking about they get way red and super shy well, that's those were my favorite was just to, to eavesdrop and then wait for the perfect chance to like throw in a comment that's funny yeah in in the mission that we served in they're gonna be kicked out in three two one no not yet in the mission that we served in um there was a lot of like LDS churches out there uh-huh. it was very densely populated so a lot of people would know the Mormons and like they, they assumed that all white Mormons spoke Tagalog because all the ones they ever met were missionaries that's a decent that's a decent assumption though yeah so they would I would always like go up to them and I would act like I was new and I would always speak English to them 
and I'd bait them into speaking English to me, and then they'd have like side conversations about me in Tagalog because they thought I couldn't speak Tagalog, and then like halfway through the conversation, I would just seamlessly switch into Tagalog. They'd be like, "Oh, did you like?" <laughs> caught them so hard. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>